Hey, this is Roberto. You're back with my steam pumps from Central Falls. I'm talking about my warriors. My warriors from Central Falls. Please say what's up to the world. What's up? Hey, um, I did the A thing again. I hate that. I'm trying to get away from that. I'm trying to get away from that. I'm trying to stop doing it. I feel like that asshole. I feel like the guy who's always like, please hit like and subscribe. But while we're talking about it, please hit like and subscribe on our podcast. I've, I never really ask on the podcast, but since you mention it. Check all our social media platforms too. You know what we were just talking about. Uh, what we were just talking about offline was uh, how we felt about uh, Joyful Rebellion season two, episode three. Uh, we're bringing you episode five right now, but episode three, uh, which is going to be released in our time next Monday, really hit me really hard. Listening to a lot of you be very passionate, listening to Naya, listening to Jordan, listening to everybody around the table. Uh, yep. Yep, you can yes. you can you can point at people, you can point at people and everything. Uh, we talked about we talked about how this affects us, how loss affects us, and we got into memory loss, we got into toxic masculinity. Uh, but I want to point out that there's somebody our our MVP this year, somebody who's worked with me over the summer, uh, and somebody who's just been a really important part in the part. The reason that you have Steambox Animated Program this year, and the reason that you went to Anime Boston, is because of Desi and all of Desi's hard work. Desi on episode three was when we were talking about loss, Desi was shifting. Instead of talking about somebody that she already lost, she was talking about somebody that she's about to lose. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. Uh, tell me more. Tell me more about what you heard. Uh, I heard that her, I think it was her grandpa. Yep. Uh, she came over for her graduation, which is happening. Oh, what's it happening, Jordan? Friday, which just happened Friday, and he's in her house, but he doesn't really remember her and stuff because he's suffering from dementia, but he knows that he is suffering from it, so he gets frustrated when he forgets things. I, I remember that the most because I can't imagine doing So, I, I mean, and again, there's things that we can all relate to, right? We can think about people that we love, and we can think about, man, how are we going to feel when we have to let go of the people that we love? And that's the place that our homie, our leader, our MVP desi that's where desi is in that motion in that in that moment on episode three but also also literally right now so the reason that desi is not here with us right now is because apparently he's having a really bad day uh this person is ready to go and uh desi uh instead of celebrating her graduation like you guys had the the graduation uh parade today and other instead of celebrating graduation desi's Desi's with this person and trying to comfort him in his final moments. So uh, I want to send love to Desi, but I also want to send love to all of you. Most of you haven't had that experience yet, but I just want to send love to you for that future moment when you will. Go ahead. I have a neighbor. I didn't say this Monday because I kind of forgot, but I have a neighbor who has Alzheimer's. Uh, he, lives with, he lives with his wife. And I believe this is uh, like Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Sunday. But I just like I see him outside. It looked like he was holding like a gun or something, and it looked like he was like I heard him yelling like saying just like his wife's like, "Honey, I can't do this no more" or something. Like it looked like he was like about to kill himself. Wow, I mean um, we're speculating, right? Because we don't know what the details. You know, because he had a gun in his hand and he was saying, "I can't do this no more." Yeah. So that's what I assume. Yeah, I. I probably don't want somebody with Alzheimer's to have access to weaponry. Yeah. Uh, I don't want anybody to have access to weaponry, but that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's weaponry. not today's. Yeah, we have to talk about what we did today. Well, what some people did today. They did a walkout. Tell me about the walkout. 
Personally, I didn't go, but like you can ask Enzo. He is, he knows something close. I was there, and so was Naya. Naya, yes. I have short-term memory loss. We talked about this. Are you a sophomore? Yes. Naya is the uh, president of the freshmen, so have some respect. Put some respect on Naya's name. But then again, nobody likes freshmen, so yeah, nobody likes freshmen. Um, excuse me, half the people are sitting here are freshmen. I know. Yeah. One, two, three. One, two, three. That's half. That's half. Oh, hello. Shout out to the math teachers at Central Falls. <laughs> at least they're not worse than juniors. At least they're not worse than juniors. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Take it back to. Uh... Okay. So, what basically we did was at 10 30, we all left through the main door and we started walking towards James Park where we all got to like this close to the city hall right next to mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called, the place that we were. It's like this little roofed area where we all just sat around and just started talking about what's happening. Uh, people started singing poems. Maribel was singing. It was it was just a great time, and we were just spreading awareness, trying to be trying to have a voice in the matter. Naya, tell me more about the matter. Having trying to have a voice in what matter? Um, I guess because like you guys say, oh, in Central Falls, you know, shoot this, shoot that, or whatever. But then there's some kids that just like, they just say it and they don't do anything about it. They don't want to be heard about it. So um, Mayor Bell reached out to, to it was to have the Central Five kids in the high school um, words and what they have to say be heard instead of people just walk around the school say, oh, this person got shot. Now what do we do about it? So we wanted to make sure that kids at CF know that they can talk about it if they have feelings towards it. So um, like he said, Mayor Bell, she sung, she did poems. Ariana did a poem that was really powerful about how like she's scared to send her siblings to school because she don't know what's gonna happen to them. Um, Rafa did a poem that was really powerful too. Um, and there was a couple more, but I just feel like the main outreach was to let people know that you have words and you have a voice for a reason. Oh, good, thank you. Uh, and thank you for representing us. Uh, I really appreciate that. We actually want to get into problems and solutions, right? Because today the youth said, hey, here's a problem. And here's, uh, you guys took action around the problem. You did a march and then talked about solutions and what youth think should happen. And I want to continue that conversation, but in the scope of mental wellness, that's what we've been talking about on Joyful Rebellion. We've been talking about where we're going to find our joy when we have so much anxiety and stress. So today, I want to ask you guys about the biggest struggle. How do we address the biggest struggle that's impacting our mental wellness? So first thing we have to do is identify it. I need you guys to tell me for you individually, what's your biggest struggle? What's the biggest struggle that impacts you mentally? Uh, And then I want to pivot the conversation to solutions. Uh, And actually, this is Jordan's idea. Jordan's like, that's not enough. We need to know, and if we have this voice, if we this week are the number two podcast in the world in education, then we have a responsibility to use that voice and to tell the world what we think should be done about it. So, uh, for example, uh, I've been uh, I've been having Twitter wars all week with with people because a lot of people are like, "Hey, we need more cops in schools," but thanks to you. And what Jordan's saying here, you guys have articulated, and not just you, but my work all across the state, high school students have articulated to me and said, we don't want cops in our schools. Cops make us feel threatened. 
uh, et cetera, et cetera, and goes on. Actually, Central Falls feels a lot more safe around the cops, and that's thanks to some of the great work by Anthony Roberson. I have a hard time saying that because I hate cops so much with every fabric of my being. But I will give credit to Anthony Roberson because I know that you guys feel a little more safe, but still don't want cops in your schools. And I can share your voice with these people because when these people are like, oh, our, we should, our children want to be protected, we should put cops. I'm like, well, listen to this podcast when they say no. They, they are not protecting us. They're actually harming us. Here's how. So I want to take your method. I want to apply it today, Jordan. Uh, and to do that, as always on the Joyful Rebellion podcast, very intentionally, I'm trying to find somebody who looks like you. Here's why. At my previous organization, at Inspiring Minds, uh, I asked the students, and I set up a council, and I started giving ownership to the students. And my students got together, and they hired their next uh, their next math tutor, their next uh, English uh, language tutor for multilingual learners. And what I found was they weren't picking the old lady who had all the experience in the world. They were picking the young Dominican girl who looked like them. And Genevieve was a big part of that process for me. So because of Genevieve specifically, and her group specifically, that's been a model for Steambox. So that model applies today because in the Joyful Rebellion podcast, it's my intent to bring in a young black or brown professional who can actually help us as we sort out some of these feelings. Hi, Genevieve. Hi. Hey, you finally, you, you graduated. What degree is this that you got? So I just recently got my master's in youth development from Renown College. I hate to do the uh, congratulations. Uh, I hate to do the the humble brag, but um, have you have you and I have kept in touch? Have you seen some of the stuff that you've built grow with Steambox? You were there on the ground level. Have you seen the work that these students have been doing? This is based on your work. This is what I'm trying to say, and I want to say thank you for being on the ground floor of that. And thank you for including me. I mean, I've I've been able to keep up here and there with what I see on like social media and what y'all promote. Um, and it is like light years, like leaps and bounds that y'all have done um, since I have been a part of um, that my time during and inspiring mine. So um. it wouldn't have happened without your group. It just it just wouldn't have happened without your group. I love that I'm still in touch with your group. You guys should know. Uh, that I still go to the movies with that group uh, and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm hanging out with them all the time. And I'm happy to have you here today. Uh, so you got, you, what'd you say, master's? A master's degree, yep. Congratulations. Yeah. Look at this. We got the girl from the hood getting a master's. Uh, went to the same high school as I did. She got a master's. I did not. So I need to do, I need to do more work. Um, but if, if Genevieve can do it, so can we. And, and that's why I'm happy that she's here today. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start with you and then because because I want the students to have a moment to, to think about this, but um, I just had them do a survey and I gave them a list just so that they wouldn't have to think right off the bat, you know, is it school that impacts you the most? Is it family? Is it money issues? Uh, what would you say is the biggest harm to your mental well-being? That's, a, that's an excellent question, I think. You're asking me as an adult to reflect back on like my adolescence and what no you can talk about right now uh or right now um i think expectations and what what people expect of me and my roles in my life um so i'm actually the oldest of four siblings so i'm 
um, kind of like the second mom of my family. Um, I'm the oldest of all my cousins. Um, I have a position of one of the very few people who work at my job. Um, and, you know, I carry a lot of these roles that have a lot of responsibility. And so people expect a lot of me. And living up to those expectations has been, um, to some degree, pretty damaging to my mental health and my well being. And, um, you know, slowly and surely I'm learning how to uh, protect my peace and uh, live up to my own expectations and not everyone else's. The master's degree seems like a big accomplishment, but is there any additional stress that comes with that? Um, absolutely. I think that, you know, it's funny. My mom will say, oh, like, I'm so proud of you for getting your master's degree. When are you going to get your doctoral degree? <laughs> um, and not that that's not a dream of mine, but there's some kind of like expectation or kind of um, hope that, you know, I'll push us even further. And like I said, I'm the oldest of the four. So my parents really rely on me to push us as far as I can get so that I can pave the way for the rest of us. Um, it's, it's an entirely different world. And I hate that for all of you. It's an entirely different world than it was when I was growing up. Um, when I was growing up, there's the world of expectations on me because my dad's a lawyer and he was a judge. So I'm supposed to like follow in his footsteps somehow. Those are the expectations. That's where the goal is. The goalpost is that judge, right? And then to succeed, I'd have to go further than that. Um, and it's very different because with now with me as a father, and watching what you guys have to go through. Some of you talked about getting hit with airsoft guns regularly here in Central <laughs> Falls. Is that true or false though? Yeah, Is that no, that's true. true. I, I got hit like, when I was at home. It's, it's a true thing. So, so we got people shooting airsoft guns, uh, uh, BB guns, and actual guns in your community. On this podcast last year, uh, one of my students talked about a mass shooting that happened in front of his house. So the expectations that were on me versus the expectations on my son, my, for my son, it's like, I just want you to live, bro. Like, like, try to do good in school. I'll help you in any way, in any way. But like, I just want you to live and, and be at peace. And here's how, how can I help you with that kind of thing, right? The expectations are just very, very different. But every time you succeed, you're pushing expectations even further. Uh, thank you for that. Who else? can tell me in what way, what their biggest source of stress is? What's the biggest thing that impacts our mental wellness? In what way? Uh, just doing everything on time. Because let's say for the last week, it's the last week of school, but I still have portfolio tests, which is projects for every class and to study for finals. So that's already a ton of stress on that too. And throughout the year, it's just, uh, just trying to be doing good, even when it's too much to do in like one sitting. What's your question? Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So you say you have portfolios and stuff due, not to like, you know, whatever. But uh, do you think if you would have gunned them when they was done on time, would that have been better oh, no, to it's your due, stress? It's like due Friday. It's it's mm. all this. So time. they're recent. Uh, it's recent. Right yeah. now, they got it. Oh, last week, they started the portfolios. And Damn. then we have another one for math. That's also and then we have one. another one for math. Naya, are you helping his mental wellness oh, or are you hurting <laughs> his mental wellness? I'm sorry. <laughs> I do all my stuff on time. That's okay. But I try to. Um, what kind of things, what kind of things can let's say, let's say I had influence with the schools. What kind of things, and 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 your superintendent listens to this podcast. Your superintendent loves listening to what you guys have to say about the schools. Um, what kind of things can the school do that would make things better for you? Not easier, 
We don't want to make school easier because we want your, like her master's degree means something because it was a challenge to acquire. So it's going to mean something when you finish school because it was challenge. So without reducing the challenge, what kind of things can the school do to make it better for your mental wellness? Less work and more attention to learning because most people are just attentive to grades. Like they want you to do your work and then just turn it in rather than try to actually teach you the subject that they're, they're paid to teach. Okay. Like, I'm going to add this, and not to put you on the spot, Adam, but what Eli said. Like, Adam's one of the people that he turns in all of his work, but somehow me and Eli, who don't turn in, like, even half of the work that he does, we still get a better grade than him. Like, in tests and quizzes and stuff like that. It's just because the learning factor is not being actually looked at. It's more of like, oh, he's passing with the 90s, so he must be smart. But Adam struggles. We talked about this on episode four. And what you guys are what you guys are talking about is how school is meant for some of you more than it is for others. Like some of you learn in a way that school caters to and some of you don't and have to do a whole different level of work just to achieve the same grades because we learn differently. Practically, practically? Yeah. you have to learn practically. Is that what you're saying? By putting like practically, that's like like the, like you were correct. She's just, yeah. yeah. Okay. Basically, our ELA teacher is nothing. I'm playing. She's really good. She I like our ELA teacher. Yeah. You were put on the spot. Uh, what would you have to say to that? I agree with that. I have to do so much work compared to these kids, like be like around the same grade grade level. Uh, and and I added and for when we were talking about this in episode four, I added that at classical, I was one of those people that. I struggled with a number of things, but I would get my grades relatively easily just because it was almost suited to me. And I think that's probably because I'm a I'm like a logical thinker. I'm a, I'm a different thinker. We talked about uh, we talked about emotional intelligence versus logical intelligence. I have very low emotional intelligence, but I have very high like uh, logical intelligence. And I almost feel like schools catered for one more than the other. And that's an oversimplification. Like I'm just talking about one facet of it and I'm sure it's so much more complicated than that. And I don't wanna say that you're not a logical thinker, but I'm just saying that for some people it just comes easy and for other people, it's a lot more work. Does that does that make you, is that, does that attack your wellness? I know, yeah. And can you talk more about it? So it's like, it's kind of depressing to me because like I can work really hard on something. Like even if I don't understand it, I, I do my work. I ask teachers for help. It's like an uh, algebra teacher. I love our algebra teacher, but like I do all the work. Like I hand it in. I get like, because he grades on part uh, like, uh, like uh, what do you call it? Partici yeah, effort. Effort, participation, yeah, for the like homework and stuff. And like, like okay, I don't understand this. I'm just going to ask him tomorrow. I ask him tomorrow. I sit for like a little bit at school, ask him questions. Like, okay. And then when I do the tests, it's like I can't translate that, what I just learned, right. like the actual paper, like on a test. I don't I have a question for you. Yeah. Does school make you feel dumb, even if yes. you're in honors and AP classes? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Dumb? <laughs> yes. Because you do to me, too. You're like, no, not you. It was Romeo. He's like, like I got a 65 on like, one of my tests, right? And he's like, you're in honors? Yeah. <laughs> who, who was this? Was this? This is another student? He another came student. in here for a hot one. Okay. Yeah, he's it's like I got a 65. He has like a 75 or so, like an 80 or something. And he's like, he's like honors. You're in honors. I'm like, so I know he means that as a joke, but personally, I just hmm. I know you nerds, I know you nerds pretty well. Uh and speaking as a nerd myself, I know you nerds pretty well. And I know that a lot of you watch the Korean dramas, watch the uh 
the Japanese animes uh, and stuff like that. I know, I know, I, I would say at least half. Uh, Naya could check my math on this later. Uh, but, but it seems like in other cultures, there's a, a heavy emphasis on competition with where you stand. But this is the first time I've seen it in Rhode Island, but I've seen it a lot. Like you guys kind of talk about a lot about where you stand in class. Yeah. Very, I don't see that in Providence. I see that in East Providence and I see that in Central Falls. And I'm, I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah. And maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Okay, go ahead. So like, rephrase it. Um, do you feel competitive with your classmates yeah. in, in terms of grades? Yeah. Yes. How does it make you feel if you're on the lower end? It kind of makes me feel like I put all this work and it's going, all going to nothing. Do you think, not necessarily just for you, but do you think for some students in your school, do you think that contributes to anxiety? Yes. Feeling like you're less than your classmates when it comes to grades. Yeah. Uh, Naya, go ahead and I see you. I'm with you. Um, okay. So I know you some said something about honors. Um, I'm in a lot of honors classes and we learned the exact same thing that you would learn in the regular class. But still you got some people that'll come up to you and be like, You're in honors? What are you guys doing? Like, aren't you guys learning like 10th grade math or whatever? It's the exact same thing. But I can you say learn at like a faster pace. Huh? You learn at a faster pace. Not even for real, not for real. Like she's she's telling you she's thing. telling you honors is the same shit. <laughs> and let me tell you what honors looks like to the people who aren't in honors. Honors looks like uh, some really intimidating. Only the smart kids are in honors. From for me, who wasn't in any honors classes and refused to be because I was scared of it. And you're telling me it's the same shit, different name. It's the same thing. Yeah. You can even ask Vanessa. You literally have some kids that no offense should not be in honors. They just sit there. So I feel like it's a different, like you're trying, that effort will turn into something in the future. Right now it may not seem like it, but literally you can sit in honors just because you're in honors doesn't mean that you know what you're doing. Can I say something? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I've got a, I've got a list, go ahead. So what you said earlier about I'm quote unquote feeling dumb. Here's the thing. Elon Musk once said that you grades don't even matter your intelligence because you can have a bachelor's and still be stupid. There is a difference between being educated and being smart. Yeah. And people fail to see that. Which is the reason why I am so pissed off about this school system. Can tell me more. Hearing all y'all stories, yep. it, it gives me the same mood as how I am in gym class. <laughs> pissed like Kobe. Wait, why does gym class piss you off? That's a whole nother thing. I'm sorry. That, a whole nother podcast about why gym class pisses you off. But right now, but right now, tell me more about tell me more about your anger about the classes. Because honestly, it's useless. It's straight up useless. In what ways, besides that most of us are not going to use the Pythagorean theorem <laughs> as adults? I, I hate to break it to you. I, I'm 40 something. I don't use it. Just the method in general, like the way, the method of how it teaches our students to think and to learn and to basically just view certain things all together. 
That's how it's useless. How should school teach you? If school taught you this way, you wouldn't be pissed off. Go ahead. Honestly, school should just be about <laughs> it should honestly just hold, hold on. I got a I got a long queue. I got a long when you got more? Honestly, school should just like be about the opposite of what it is now. Damn. So damn. So what you're saying is you're saying that you're you're not saying school is close, but not quite right. You're saying school is the opposite of right. Basically. I I, I just let me just tell you that I completely agree with you that I think school is the opposite of right in so many ways. Uh, and this is from a school, this is from, when I would talk about Central Falls High School, I'm talking about one of the schools that's ahead of so many of the other schools. you went to classical, didn't you? I did go to classical. Exactly. When we talk about classical though, hold on, hold on. <laughs> a lot of people think, you remember what I said about AP classes, that somebody who's not in AP classes like me feels like AP classes are like the elite right? Like super smart. People outside of classical think that people in classical are the elite and really smart. That's absolutely not true. That is absolutely not true. We are just as much, we're we just as much a bunch of dumbasses at classical. Oftentimes they cherry pick, they cherry pick students who are coming from uh, more stable homes. They cherry pick students who need less resources, um, who have less, um, how do I say it? Less like um, you know how in, in your school you have the you have the the special needs classes. Mm -hmm. Classical has special needs, but but way less, way less special needs. And then they cherry pick it to try to look like they have equality by having or or diversity by having you know x amount of Latinos, x amount of Asian. But they're cherry picking those people too, right? So believe me, we had our hood rats, we had our gangsters, we had all that shit at classical, but for the most part, it was a group of cherry-picked people who are very much just as much assholes as you go to school with. Here's an example. There's one of them running for Senate right now. Uh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna say his name even if I remembered it, which I don't. Uh, and this dude is black and he always uses Malcolm X uh, to quote what why he thinks Republicans are right. Like he used he used Malcolm X to quote, to talk about why Donald Trump is right about so many things. And I mean, it's just, it's just he's just such a dumbass, right? He's just like <laughs> such, a, such a dumb piece of shit human being. And I want you to know that we have as many, if not more of them coming from classical. And, and I bet we have as many, if not more of them coming from the AP classes. Jordan. Uh, well, so during the conversation, yep, yeah, we'll talk about it. So during the conversation, I heard about how like some people in honors just absolutely suck, and yes, that's right, it, they do. Um, some people don't deserve to be there. Like when I thought of honors back when I was younger, I thought this was a ranking system. This is how it's supposed to be: the best of the best, the smartest, the smart, go to honors, and then I go to an honors class. And then I see that even if I don't try, I'll still be at a higher level than some of these people that are. Right. And it's not like I'm like shaming them for it. Some of them don't even try at all. 
Like I at least did some work, and these there are these people in the back of the room just standing in a corner doing nothing. And I actually did that same thought myself. This is an honors class. These are honors students. And then came um, junior and sophomore and uh, senior year, in which then we were given the pre APs and the APs. And this is again I had the same thought. AP, advanced placement. This is supposed to be honors. And actually, I was correct. Yeah. For the most part, there was a great feeling when I got into an AP class. I was, I was thinking, I'm going to be a great person in comparison to others. People will pale in comparison. Yeah, everybody else sucks. You're great. <laughs> and then I just got into it. And it was just some different thing. It wasn't honors anymore. I saw people from like the top ranking of our class and I was actually happy because yeah. I hadn't seen them. For instance, your old master, you Peggy, um, he's a great teacher for AP class. He even, I remember, oh, he always calls it when he talks about uh, the lower rank bio, which is an AP, he calls it baby bio because- Don't feed Naya because Naya already thinks he hates freshmen. <laughs> he, calls, he calls it baby bio. Because it's true. Yeah. It actually is very true. Because the things that Peggy teaches us far, it's far superior to what is taught in normal biology. You get to a certain point, and then when you get to AP, you go past that limit. Your high school, and, and the thing that sucks about this is we talk about solutions for what's dragging us down. And Central Falls is lucky. And I think some of you who've worked with him, not Naya, but I think some of you who've worked with him know that you're lucky that Central Falls has Dave Upegi. He's one of the best teachers in the world. It's that simple. And just by being there, he makes other teachers around him better. And I, I did not have that at class school. I could probably think of a couple of teachers who didn't suck. I'm not <laughs> saying they were great. I'm saying they weren't the worst things in the world like so many others were. Um, I'm gonna get, I want you to respond to all of this, but there was a couple more people. I know you had something and then I, I see you. Did you, you go ahead? So I wanted to add on, like, there's like a reason why I get so upset when like I work hard and like it doesn't pay back. When I was in uh, seventh grade, uh, there was like three grade teacher conference. I was doing good seventh and eighth grade, really good. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I have all these A's like in the nineties and stuff. And uh, I think the, the last parent conference coming up and they're like, oh yeah, your son's like really, really smart. And it's like, so we decided that next year he's gonna be put into an honors class. I could you see like after my dad's like, oh, like you're gonna be put into honors. I could see like the happiness and like he was giving me like the, uh, what do you call it? I was like- I'm proud of you, son. Yeah, it's like something oh, like I that. It's like, I'm craving that like, uh, what do you call it? I don't know what it's called, but like, whatever, I, but anyway. I crave that type of affection. Like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so well and stuff. Yeah. I crave like that for my parents. And then it's like, for the first like two years, I've been like super motivated and stuff. And I was like, I was doing, I was doing good. I was doing really good. I did like, I got all 90s in all my classes every single year, every single quarter. And then I was able to get like, honors every single time. And then like when freshman, freshman year came, I get like, I start to like drop down a bit. And then like my dad was like, well, what are these grades? What are they? Like, it's not an A, you got a C, you got a C in algebra. It's like, I, I try really hard. He's like, I don't care, you don't try hard enough. How does it make you feel? Really, really upset and angry. 
And it's like at this, it's like I I, I told my dad this. I wouldn't be doing all this work. It's like all this work I'm doing is for you. I'm really not doing this for myself. I'm doing it for you so you can be happy. You ever see the commercial of the fisherman and and uh, it was like a insurance commercial. Yeah. And somebody was trying to catch the dollar on the thing. You got to be past that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you ever feel like you ever feel like it's like that? Like the goal is always. Yeah, I I I, I really try hard for like that kind of affection. Yeah. I, I crave it personally. When you when you say it makes you feel bad, how bad? In what way? It's like I don't know. I think that's like intrusive starts starts coming in. Intru- say again. Intrusive uh, thoughts. Tell me, tell me more. What does that mean for you? Intrusive thoughts. Basically saying like this, this voice in my head. It's like how my brain works. I don't know why, but it's like there's like this extra like person in my head, in my brain that's telling me all this stuff, like all this negativity and stuff like that, and it's like it's driving me insane. I'm gonna take two more. Uh, I'm gonna take two more about school. Unless uh, the girls in this corner have anything to add, the, my to friends add. in this corner have anything to add. You do. And then uh, and then I want to move beyond school. And then because uh, we talked about school a lot for this podcast so far. And I know there's so many more things uh, that keep you up at night. Not not literally. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I want to briefly get into some of the other things, too, because we've already spent a lot of time talking about school. But I understand that that's the main source. That's where you guys spend eight hours a day. You know what I mean? For so many days of like all your life so far. It's Go ahead. So this this is to add no, just, to Adam's yes, stuff is that he craves attention and stuff like that. Oh, really like Schools really have to normalize to like telling parents when you do really good. Like they have to normalize that. Because there's some times that like I did really good in something, but my mom just figures out figures it out like two months, maybe three months later. And it's like okay that's been happening so i don't really care that you know at this point in that moment i probably would have like enjoyed the affection but now that you know like so much later it doesn't really matter like my mom recently just found out that i what she told me that at least what she calls it i'm famous with the school system just so that i'm actually like participating in uh decisions that they're making where they're putting their money and stuff like that. I'm one of the people that they ask. And she just figured that out now when that's been happening since freshman year. And that's like something that's- They're like, really quick to tell you when- They're you, really quick they're, to tell you when I'm doing bad. Yeah. But when I'm doing good, it takes like months, years maybe. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, this is way, way before like when the conversation first started. You were talking about competitiveness and how it affects people. Yeah. In honors class- I feel like it's even more competitive for some reason because uh, when we got our SAT scores back, I think mm. I, I was the person who the one that started comparing. I checked it, then I told other people to check it, and we took over an entire class period just to check our SAT scores. I had the highest then, and people who were considered the smartest in class had like 800s, and they felt upset too. And even recently in our ELA class, there was this girl and me – we were talking about vocabulary words and who knew the most amount. Oh, right? yeah, that was really competitive. And that the next fun. day we had a competition to see who did the most. And then I wiped her and it got one. Uh, she got a lot wrong. I got Yeah, she, she got under me who I wasn't trying after yeah. the, the 30th question. So I think competitiveness drives people, but it also hurts people. Like when they feel like they're losing, they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, basically. I'm, I'm too competitive. Don't you, you must say, yeah, I was like the person who's driving me. I feel bad for it, but I know nah, that's the problem. Wait, that and that specific moment, she was the one that started it. She started talking crap with Eli because Eli was just like, I know some vocab words because basically the girl was like, oh, yeah, um, we're doing vocab. And so no one was trying until she said something about candy. Then Eli started trying 
and the girl was like, <laughs> so it's the fat yeah, person. And the, okay, yeah. no, listen, listen. And the girl was like, oh yeah, you aren't, you aren't even doing good. It doesn't matter. I'm not even uh, blessed by it. Next day, she just says, yeah, no, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Have you guys heard? I was also instigating that. You were instigating. Have you guys heard the term try hard? People say try hard because because it becomes too hard for them and then to watch you actually try when they would just try to watch you actually try. They turn that into an insult, which is really tough. This conversation is making me think like because I keep talking. It's, it's new to me because Central Falls as opposed to Providence, because in Providence, there's not that level of competition that I've seen or that my students have talked about. And all of you are really quick to talk about it. Um, so this is new to me. And again, it makes me think of other cultures where I see people compete. Uh, but I'm like, no, the other cultures are doing it fine. Right. But then I think the one thing that a lot of my students wanted to talk about and study more when we go to Japan is which forest. Oh, yeah. That one. The Logan Paul incident, which talks about, I mean, there's, there's such a high culture of, of, uh, of self-harm as well but isn't that isn't that forest known for that though no but the forest what i'm saying is i i don't believe in the supernatural in that way so i don't think the forest is calling you to come and and do that to yourself i i'm wondering if it's the culture that we're talking about because i can make a direct correlation to the competitiveness that you guys have in the class versus where else have i seen that and i've only seen that in japanese culture and again i'm not I haven't been all the way around the world. Well, yes, I have, but not in all the places of the world. Um, so it just makes me think about that. And it makes me think that that impacts them on an emotional level as well. And I can't help but think there's a direct correlation. What did you want to add? Um, going back to what he said about how school, the school system is useless or whatever. Um, I was going to say that the school should teach you on how to be successful in life, like on what you need. Life skills. I completely yeah, agree. Does school ever make you feel does does school ever make you feel like uh less than great? Um less than? Yeah. Like not great. Yeah, like a little bit. In what ways? Um because I don't really get to learn about how to survive. Like and you can, this is something that you're craving from the school. Heard. Thank yeah. you. Uh, what did you want to add? I forgot. So, <laughs> so I want to, we, we talked about school. Uh, we talked about school for the length of the time that I had set up for this podcast. But I don't want our audience to think that school is the only thing that brings you down. So we have less time to really get into the, the, the nuances of it. But if you guys can tell me, just, just list things that make you feel unwell, the sources of your stress, the sources of your anger, the sources of your problems. Um, go ahead. Okay, personally, it's just like a me thing. Personally, it's like, no offense to you guys, but it's like friends. I would say friends is like- Friends are harmful. In a way, kind of, to me. How? So I have different friend groups, whether it be online or like in real life. And it's like, uh, I feel like I can act, I act differently for each one of those groups. Yeah. And it kind of makes like question myself, like, like, okay, but like, which one of these personalities am I? Code switching? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I heard myself, I worked at, I worked at Electronics Boutique, which was GameStop back then, yeah. right? Like it was, it's basically GameStop. And um, 
I answered the phone and I sounded like a different human being. And I hated myself so much. Same thing you're saying right now. I hate like, why isn't, why am I a different person at work? Cause that's what you're, that's what like professional sounds like. Yeah. What about what I normally sound like? Is that not good enough? So I made a decision in that moment that how I normally sound is good enough. Uh, and if they don't like it, then that's their problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a line, right? Like um, I heard N-bomb a couple of times today in this room. I don't use N-bomb. I'm not going to use N-bomb when I answer the phone. I'm not going to answer the phone at GameStop and be like, what's up? You call GameStop. What up, Nick? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, but I'm, but one, if that's bad, I want to reevaluate how I am in my normal life. Why do I decide to be bad in my normal life? And two, if how I am is good enough, then why do I have to change it further at work? And I thought a lot about code switching and I'm privileged also because one i'm a man and two i'm light-skinned think about that it's real though it's real because uh my girlfriend would be the first person to tell you that i say shit in meetings that she can't get away with saying in her meetings and she works in a similar you know she works in a nonprofit organization and in my meetings i could be like that's the dumbest shit i ever heard you're real, like like you need to take that shit somewhere else and if she said some shit like that people would come down on her because she has less power just because of the patriarchy as a woman. Uh, and I also know that being light-skinned gives me some advantages too. So when I hear about code switching, I hate it. I hate code switching, but I also realize that some people need to code switch just to live because of the imbalances of our world. So thank you for bringing that up. I think that's a really important one, but I would also hope that there's a piece of that that you might think about trying to find the happy balance so you can live one life because that's really important too. Go ahead. I would just like to add on to what we were talking about. Yep. Um, because so, because when you first asked the question, the first two things I agree with Adam because the first two things that I thought of that were just me out are school and friends. Like yep. school because I say even though I like usually do well in school, I just it's hard to find motivation to do certain things when I know they're not gonna matter. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. And then for friends, just like like I don't know, just like when they're like going through something or when you have arguments with them. So, but like I realize that now, like those are like the two only two things I'll say that would stress me out. But I know that in the future, like for me, it's gonna be like like soon because you know, sixteen. You gotta get a job. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to think about like getting a job or like what I wanna be in the future. So mm-hmm. like later, that's what's gonna stress me out. But right now, it's just that. Money is gonna stress you out for sure. Uh, somebody else, go ahead. Oh, I'll go first. Go ahead. Um, I say disappointing. Like disappointment is a struggle because like. You're doing something, you're happy about it, you get it, and now it's just like your parents or your friends are like, what'd you do it for? Yeah. So it's that, that little thing that's just like, wow. Mm, mm, I hear that. Um, opposite of what Adam said, it's always been family for me. Because in terms of like, really I've always lived with like a bunch of people that had expectations for me. Like for my grandmother, um, she always wanted me to go to college instead but like i'm saying if i want to go to a trade school or something instead of going to college yeah for like and i don't even know what i'm gonna go go to college for but they keep on person on me all right what do you want to do in the future and like i keep on saying i still got a little bit of time left i don't know what i want to do but they still like push it on me and you know it, it sucks so and on top of the whole like uh you're a man be a man thing that's what pisses me off the most because not everyone like that that just it's dumb. Jordan talked about that a little bit on uh, episode three. Uh, Jordan talked about when we're dealing with loss, 
the idea of I can't let people see me cry because I'm a boy. Because if we talk, we talk about we talk about if that is relevant and true for your sister, if that's okay. No, it's okay for our sister to cry in our eyes. But for us, it's not because we're a man. That's a really heavy burden and expectation that are other people's expectations. It doesn't necessarily have to be yours. Uh, here's something really sad. Uh, this is really sad to me because I think about why. I think about, I understand that money is a normal one in the world that stresses people out. I understand that you're not necessarily stressed out yet. A lot of you, a lot of you are still on other people's dimes. Other people pay for dinner, other people pay for rent. Some of you have to contribute already. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry that life has hit you so early. But so I understand why money's not one of the things, but another one that usually comes up in a big way that I haven't heard at this table, and it really makes me sad because I think I know why. You're not doing anything wrong. We are. Um, I think my, my generation screwed up this earth so bad. Whenever I turn on the news uh, and I, I, I just look at the state of things, I watch our lawmakers like say things that are obviously not true, but they get paid to say those things by, by the uh, the sponsors of certain bills and stuff like that. Uh, lobbyists they get paid to have a certain opinion on guns. They get paid to have a certain opinion on um, immigration, right? So when they say a lot of really horrible things, that hurts me. That hurts my mental wellness. And then I think about why doesn't it hurt your mental wellness? And I'll come back to that. When I think about how my generation knew that by drilling for oil uh, and by having the kind of uh, vehicles that we rode for so long, using the same kind of energy that we're using now, even though there's cleaner ways to have energy, that we're actually really pushing the earth past the point of living for the next generations. That makes me unwell. But I think about why you guys don't list those things. And I think I know why. And that makes me sad. When I turn on the news and I think about uh, when I think about the the shooting at schools, see in my in my generation that wasn't a thing. In Genevieve's generation, that was starting to she she grew up where that had happened a few times. Now with you guys, by the time we talk about one, there's already been five other mass shootings. That wasn't a thing for me growing up. So when I talk about what stresses me out as a dad, that stresses me the hell out. And then I you know, listen to you guys talk about what stresses you out and that's not listed. And I think I know why, and it makes me sad. And the reason I think that you guys don't mention that, and you guys already talked about it when it comes to guns here, is it's so normal. Mm -hmm. It's so normal to you. You're so numb to this stuff that it doesn't even bother you anymore that you might get shot walking home from school in Central Falls. You have listed that as a normal thing on episode one of this podcast, that it's a normal thing that you might get shot walking home. And I guess it is what it is. Like, that's how you guys feel about this stuff. The earth is already past the point of no return and you guys are like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> like it is what it is. I guess, I guess we'll have asthma. There's one thing my mom said, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of funny to me, but like uh, during the, when kids are going to happen, I thought like, oh, I want to do this. And at like the same time, like during that week, I think someone got shot like hope yeah hope park or something sacred hope park yeah and she's like she's on the news she's like yeah you're gonna go with, you're gonna go with the to on a plane and to like a secluded area with them that's crazy 
I like I understand. I understand she it. Things that like like they're gonna have guns and shoot people up like at the Grand Canyon, like with like the people I'm friends with. Yo, if there was a, I think how stupid that is, right? Exactly. Uh, I I get that. I'm not calling your your uh, people stupid. What I I'm am, saying I is, am. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it seems stupid. It's a secluded area. It's the desert. A mass shoot. There's not even mass amount of people to shoot in the desert, and yet. If the news tonight was that there was a mass shooting in the in the Grand Canyon, you would still be desensitized. It's still normal to you that there's just shootings everywhere. Because if there's shootings in an elementary school and we all kind of shrug our shoulders to it, then who gives a shit if it's in the Grand Canyon or anywhere else? It's just normal to us. She also said something else uh, during the uh, the Texas shooting. Yep. I was uh, I was in New York during that weekend, and we were in like the hotel waiting room. She saw the news. She, she went to me, she like looked, looked at my dad. She's like, because all this, this is all happening because of those video games. She plays too much video games. And I swear to God, I wanted to. What? I wanted to. I wanted to. about parents. That's the tough I, I had my wisdom teeth at the time. I couldn't do anything, but I really wanted to leave right there. And then. I, I, I'm with you. I see you. And it's um, like. Hold, hold on, hold on. Naya, go ahead. I don't know if it's just me, but I see a problem with. um. What was I going to say? Of us being normal to the whole situation to gun violence. It is not just you. How how is that like normal? Like yes, it happens a lot, but like you guys have nothing to say about it. Like, well, some of you did today. You did today. You did today. You did a walkout, and a lot of students are doing a walkout, and you are doing something, and you are saying something. Um, but when I think about your walkout today, and it's late in the school year, it's an easy day to walk out of right? Because a lot of the grades are mostly in. Mm -hmm. It's an easy day to walk out of. Did you say most of your school left? Yeah, but I feel like some of them just left because you could leave. And yeah, you didn't yeah. Have yeah. 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 a lot of kids just left just so they can leave. Early. A, few dem a few years ago, we had demonstrations in Providence. Genevieve, do you remember those? Um, maybe a few. We had mass amounts of students marching in the streets long ways through downtown together. Uh, because it was a bigger deal. It was, there was, they, they responded. Thank you, Naya, for responding today. You did what you could do. People see that, people hear that, and you are slowly changing people's minds. Is that enough? I don't know, but you're doing what you can. So just know that it's not for nothing. Uh, I want to get to Genevieve real quick. I want you to have uh, an opportunity to respond to specifically that, I want you to respond to classical uh, as my as my purple brethren, uh, but also uh, given what you heard today and the mean looks that I'm still getting, <laughs> uh, given what you've heard today, uh, where can we find joy? Um, I think that's that's different for everyone, but I think you all are doing it right now in that you're in spaces, you're creating spaces where you have an outlet, where you have somewhere to feel the feelings to talk about what it is that's bothering you and I think that your generation more so than uh you know I don't want to say mine because we're we overlap but uh, um like in past generations haven't necessarily um had that opportunity or created those spaces yet and you guys are doing that um and I think that's a beautiful thing and I and one of the reasons why I do youth work is to be able to support you all because it's not I'm not doing it you all do it but you need to be empowered to be able to do that so I um you know 
kudos to all of you for looking for those spaces. Thank you. Uh, and classical, was that place just for geniuses? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I still wonder how some folks got in in the first place. But um, like you said, they were cherry picked. And let me tell you, that's the same way for pretty much any elite space. You know, I actually work at a private school. I work out of a private school, I should say. Um, and the students there, I'm like, how? Like y'all, like y'all are lucky your parents paid to be like for you to be here because there's no way this would fly in like Mount Pleasant or uh, um, uh, CF. You know, like this, it would it, it wouldn't. So like, some of those kids are just like y'all are. We're born in the right spaces. Uh, Genevieve, one big thing that brings you joy uh how do you find joy let's say on the day of the texas shooting it's awful you go online you go on the on, on facebook and you see people saying the stupidest things like don't take my guns when nobody's even talking about guns yet people are already like defending guns children are dead and people are already because i personally believe they want to have romantic relationships with their guns but that's yeah. just me uh that's just me i think they want to do things i think there's penetration involved with their weaponry um but uh but you see all this all this real terrible shit. How do you how do you find your joy? Well, first I gotta distance myself um, from that. Like it's okay to turn off the news. It's okay to throw your phone across the room and not want to see that. I think there's this like idea that we should be always um, informed about everything all the time, and that's just not true because that, like we have said or you all said um, for the past like hour that's harmful to you. It's harmful and it's it's not okay for you. Um, so first of all, distancing yourself from all of that, take a break, go outside, remind yourself you are present, you are whole like human beings um, and you deserve to feel joy and peace. Um, and then secondly, just, I like to distract myself. I like to like, find stupid little ways I love to laugh so I'll find any modes of like finding a way to laugh um whether that be watching a stupid show or whatever playing whatever game. what's your stupid show uh I'm a big Bob, Bob's Burgers fan oh yeah uh, <laughs> so that one I always can like count on to like just it's stupid it's funny like I any musicals any music I'm Stop. a huge this is why we're number two. Yeah. This is why we're number two. Others. Uh, this is why we're number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Okay. That is Spider-Man. I'm a diehard uh, high school musical fan. So. Okay. I've never seen it. Yeah. No, don't. This is why we're number two. That's a, some, not, nothing I recall. The movie is not. It's based off the movie. Genevieve, don't don't talk to him. Okay. We're talking to someone like Spider-Man. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We gotta wrap. Go ahead, Genevieve. Um, so yeah, just like, just find ways to make yourself laugh and smile. Just, just smiling in the mirror is like, it's therapy because there's so much hurt and pain in the world. We're often like, like you all said, desensitized to it. It's, it's important to just be. Uh, Genevieve, thank you so much for coming back to Steambox. If you don't mind, I'd love if you stuck with us for the last episode. Um, everybody else, I'm about to feed you Popeyes. We have uh, we have stuff from Hasbro. Hopefully, you guys can stick around. I know we went a little bit long. 
and I also want to have a quick conversation with you guys uh, about uh, cars that blast music really loud and see yep. how you feel about that. Uh, this has been this has been Joyful Rebellion, season two, episode five. Uh, thank you, warriors, for sharing as always. Uh, Steambox Warriors, please say peace out to the world. Bye. Bye.